Okay. So we on Daf Zayn Amud Bet, uh, the second page of uh, page seven, um, and uh, the Mishnah says uh, that that a, a sukkah has to have more sunlight than shade, right? Veshechamata maruba mitzilata psula. That if the sun is more than the shade, it's pasul. It's uh, not kosher. So Tanurabanan, the rabbis taught in a brisa. Uh, so if you take a sukkah and uh, the sun is shining on the sukkah, so the how you work out whether there's more shade than sun is you don't look at the walls uh, that are providing the shade, but you look at the schach. Because say you've got um, schach on the, on the roof, but the walls are, are see-through. So you have a lot of sunlight coming through the walls. So does that invalidate your sukkah because it's got more sun than shade? And you have to have more shade than sun. So the Gemara says, How you measure it is regarding the sunlight that comes through the schach, the roof, and not through the walls. That's how you measure it. The walls are irrelevant regarding providing shade, what they're irrelevant for is providing a structure. So Rabbi Yoshe, or Rabbi Yoshe says, even sunlight on account of the walls invalidates a sukkah, which is fascinating, meaning he, he holds somehow that if, the, if, the, if there's more shade, if there's more sun that comes from the, through the walls, that also invalidates the sukkah. And we're going to discuss Rabbi Yoshia's opinion here. Um, it could be that Rabbi Yoshia is of the opinion that the walls themselves need to be made from materials that are kosher for the schach, that are, connect, that are detached from the ground but grow from the ground and aren't makabal uh, tumah, don't receive impurity. So Amar Rav Yema Bar Shalmei Mishmei Darbaya Rav Yema Bar Shalmei of Abaya My time at Rabbi Yoshia. What is Rabbi Yoshia's reason? Why, why does he hold that the walls uh, also can't provide the sun? Oh, meaning they also must provide more shade than sun. As the Pasuk says, It's written that the screen and screen the ark with the parochet. So the parochet was this curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from the Holies in the Temple and in the Mishkan. And it says, and you should screen the Aaron, the Ark, that was inside the holies, with a parochet. So a parochet is a side wall, a side curtain. And yet they use the word sakach, uh, from the word uh, sakota, sukkah, to cover, to provide shelter. And it's used in the, in the sense of from the side. So what they learn from here is that the, there's a din, there's a rule of the sakach, also from the side, from a partition, from the wall, from that pasuk. Parochet mechitza, the parochet is a partition. And yet Hashem called it schach. Hashem uses the description of the verb of what a wall does as also schach, as also sheltering or providing shade. Almet um, follows mechitza keschach binen, that a wall needs to be like the schach, uh, and therefore it must also provide shade. That's Rabbi Yoshia. 
And it could be the Rabbi Yoshi also holds that the, the walls must be like schach, uh, like the material of the schach, which we don't hold like, um, um, but nevertheless, that's what Rabbi Yoshi could hold. Um, now, what about the rabbis who say that the shade doesn't need to come from the wall? How, how do they learn that pasuk of uh, the Aaron uh, describe it using the verb schach? So, um, the rabbis, verabonen, that reference to the parochet being as schach teaches only that the parochet should be bent over slightly at the top so that it appears roof-like. So according to the rabbis, how they learn this word of sikech um, because it does suggest providing shelter, yet it's a side wall. So they learn that the parochet would have to kind of bend over and not only provide a side protection to the Aaron, but also at its top, a little bit of an overhang, providing some type of roof to the Aaron as well. And that's how they learn. So they learn that word as not that the wall is providing the schach, but that the wall must go upwards and also provide a little bit of a roof structure to the Aaron. Now, um, um, when it comes to we this um this idea of having walls that provide shade um, um it could be that the walls need to be um quite a structure quite a strong structure and uh, now we're going to go into uh different rulings of uh, different tanaim um who hold in different levels different ranges that uh the sukkah needs to be uh, some type of permanent dwelling. It's not that they, it has to be completely permanent, but there's a machloket as to, you know, different ranges of how permanent the structure needs to be. We hold the sukkah doesn't need to be permanent and shouldn't actually, you know, it, 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 it can't be higher than 20 amot because a, a structure higher than 20 amot, 10 meters, needs to be a permanent structure with permanent walls in order to be such a tall structure. So the, the point here is that the, um, there's different opinions that actually hold that the sukkah must be somewhat of a permanent structure. So Amar Abaya, Abaya said, Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshia, Rabbi Yudav, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shammai, Rabbi Elezer, Rabbi all these opinions, Kulu Svir Lehu, they all hold sukkah dirat keva be'inen, that a sukkah needs to be a, a somewhat of a permanent dwelling. And I l- saw in the commentary that when you often see the word kulu, svira, or everybody holds, that's often a sign that we don't actually hold like all these opinions. Um, uh, so we don't hold that it needs to be a permanent dwelling, but these opinions do in some way hold it needs to be permanent. Rabbi, how do we know that Rebbe needs it to be permanent? Detanya says in a brighter, Rabbi Omer Rebbe says, any sukkah that does not contain an area of four amot by four amot is invalid. Why? And we discussed this early in the Masechta, that a structure that's four by four, uh, if it's that wide, it needs at, at least, it, it, it could be uh, in some way permanent, a permanent structure. If it's less than that in size, then it doesn't necessarily need to be a permanent structure. So the fact that he holds that the minimum measurement of the area of a sukkah is 4 by 4 it means, it suggests, that uh, it's somewhat 
uh, fitting for fixed residence. Remember, we discussed all those different halakhot of uh, needing a four by four uh, amot. A mezuzah, a house that is four by four amot, requires a mezuzah, requires a marker, requires a, uh, a fence around its roof, etc., etc. Um, so, uh, in a sense, if Rebbe holds that a sukkah needs to be four by four amot, it could be that he needs to have some type of permanence to it. It can be permanent. Um, uh, the next opinion in the list, Rabbi Yoshia Hadamran. Rabbi Yoshia, we've just mentioned above, um, that he said that the wall of the sukkah uh, may not allow in sunlight. Um, and that's the typical way how you build a house. You know, you don't build a house through a wall that uh, that allows in sunlight, that allows in air, it's something much more permanent and strong. So he, it could be that he need, he requires some type of permanence to the walls of the sukkah. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda also holds it can be and it needs to be permanent. Sukkah he we hold uh, in the first Mishnah that a sukkah that's higher than 20 amot um, is pasul. Uh, why? Because if it's higher than 20 amot, it needs strong permanent walls. Uh, therefore, and the sukkah can't have to be permanent. Rabbi Yehuda Maksha, but Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it can be higher than 20 amot because he holds the sukkah must be permanent. Therefore, it can be higher than 20 amot. Rabbi Shimon, how do we know that Rabbi Shimon rules that it needs, it can be permanent? Uh, the Tanya says in the bright, uh, that, uh, that the walls of a sukkah need to be two full walls. And the third can even be a tefach, a little fist amount. Um, uh, whereas, Rabbi Shimon Omer, you've got uh, the walls of a sukkah need to have three full walls. Veraviit and a fourth wall, afilu tefach, can be a little bit, can be a fist amount. But you, uh, the the Gemara thinks that here, Rabbi Shimon, the reason why he requires three full walls and basically halachically four walls is because he requires the sukkah to be some type of permanent dwelling. And the pasuk that he could learn it from was the pasuk we mentioned earlier that the the sukkah needs to provide shelter uh, from rain and and sun and all different of the elements and that's why it needs four walls a three-walled sukkah wouldn't provide that shelter and uh, therefore it needs to be uh, much more permanent uh, rabin gamliel how do we know that rabin gamliel requires a permanent sukkah the tanya says in a brighter one who makes his sukkah on the top on the top of an agala of a wagon so picture this wagon that's moving and you build a a sukkah from it. It's got three or a three. It's got two and a bit walls, and you cover the roof with schach. Um, I know there's a video of somebody, a chabadnik, going around town in a. He's he's basically rollerblading, carrying a sukkah, because uh, the and then when he when he stops, he puts the sukkah down and he lets people eat inside of it, so they fulfill the mitzvah, and shakes lulav and etrog with it. So um so. He uh, he says, Raman Gamliel says that uh, well that if one who makes a sukkah on the top of a of a wagon or barosha svina or the top of a ship, uh, Raman Gamliel said that that uh, in those cases Raman Gamliel poiso. Raman Gamliel says those cases are puzzle. Um, why? Because um, an agala 
is not uh, something that uh, that since it's moving it lacks permanence and also to build a sukkah on a ship it's very it will be blown away because of the strong winds that normally come at the sea or at rivers uh, so he would suggest that you need a permanent sukkah Rabbi Akiva Maksha, but Rabbi Akiva he holds it's fine because uh, it seems to me that Rabbi Gamliel requires a permanent sukkah Beit Shammai does not how do you know Beit Shammai requires a permanent sukkah Mishaya Rosh Varuba Pesukah V'Shulchan Betochabait Somebody whose head and most of his body is in a sukkah and the table is inside the house so it's a very very small sukkah it's I think six tfachim by six tfachim Beit Shammai Poislim Beit Shammai says such a sukkah is too small um, and it's puzzle Beit Hilo Machshirim whereas Beit Shammai Beit Hilo Lalawit so the the thought is that it could be that the argument here is um, if it has a table inside it's got some type of permanence whereas if it doesn't fit a table it's very transient it's not permanent um, um, but again you see a whole range of permanence uh, the one opinion holds of permanence is defined by an area of four by four another opinion by Shama holds of permanence is defined by seven by seven so there's a different range of permanences um, but nevertheless, all these opinions hold in some way that the sukkah can be permanent and must be. Rabbi Lezer does none. How do we know that Rabbi Lezer holds that sukkah must be permanent? Somebody that makes his sukkah like a hut, uh, or who leans it against the wall. So in this case, you don't have a flat roof. You've got a triangular roof. Either you've got literally, basically, like a conical hut, like a teepee, where the wall and the roof are the same. So it's a diagonal roof or a diagonal wall, it depends. But it doesn't have a wall or a roof separate. Or it's a, it's a type of roof that's put on the side next to a wall. So therefore the, the wall and the roof are the same. So Rabbi Lezer holds... Uh, um, that these cases is it's 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 possible. It's not a kosher sukkah because it doesn't have a gag, and the Gemara thinks that he invalidates it because it doesn't appear to be a proper structure, um, uh, and therefore, uh, according to this opinion, it needs to at least appear like a permanent structure. Um, and finally, achirim, uh, the others hold the Tanya's the brighter says achirim oimrim. Others say sukkah hasuya b'shkashoyvach psula. A soaker that is made like a chicken coop is invalid. Why? Because it has no corners. It's a round type of structure. And uh, if it looks like a chicken coop, it doesn't look like a, um, uh, a, a fixed structure. And it needs to look like a fixed structure. And according to Achairim, an, a fixed structure that isn't a circular structure for some reason, but rather... Uh, it needs to have uh, corners. Um, n- with that in mind, of a circular structure, we're going to go into a very complicated mathematical discussion, starting with the end of this Amud and going on to the next daf, um, discussing how to work out the kosher area of a circular sukkah. Right? When you have a sukkah that's six tfachim by six tfachim, that's like a square. Uh, or seven tefachim by seven tefachim, or four amot by four amot. But how do you work out if it's enough of a kosher area, which is basically, say you've got 
four amot by four amot means twelve amot squared. Sorry, sixteen amot squared. How do you work out the, the a circular area of sixteen amot squared? So that is going to introduce us in this Gemara to the concept of pa, which in my understanding means that the diameter um, is a third of the circumference. Um, but we're going to go into this um, much more over the next Amud, uh, much more carefully and uh, mathematically, but that's what it's going to go into, is how to work out the area of a circular sukkah uh, mathematically. Okay. Don't be fun.